0: The Arkansas's Morning Show with Brandon and Kelly podcast is powered by Crumble Cookies in the shops at Hilltop and Jonesboro and crumblecookies.com. This is Arkansas, and this is Arkansas's Morning Show with
1: Brandon and Kelly.
2: All right. Good morning, Arkansas. Your morning show is on the radio. Good morning, Kelly Perry.
1: Good morning, Brandon Baxter.
2: Here we are. Today is Wednesday. It is April the 26th of 2023. I have an issue today, and if you see me bleeding profusely from the face, please let me know.
1: Well, I have put a hidden camera up, so it's right on your nostrils. We're going to have our listeners let us know when it starts.
2: I'm just going to tell you. (laughs) I had that issue in the shower this morning, and I guess it's allergies and stuff's blooming and trees and all that kind of stuff are coming back alive. Uh, But for whatever reason, it's like it all hit me this morning, and I look down, Mm. and I'm like, where am I bleeding from?
1: Oh, God. What's
2: that movie where somebody's bleeding in the shower? That real scary movie?
1: Uh, psycho, where someone gets stabbed. In oh, the is shower? that what it was? <laughs> yeah.
2: And there's blood all over your hands. <laughs> yeah. And it hits the water mm-hmm. and then it feels like it's going everywhere. That's what I had this morning. And I'm going, oh, my gosh, I'm bleeding. Where is it coming from? Yeah. And then it was the nose. And with the nose like this, you don't want okay. a nosebleed. I'm just going to tell you. <laughs> so with the nose like this, <laughs> that's an issue. All right, so again, today's Wednesday, April the 26th. Today is National Administrative Professionals Day.
1: They do a lot.
2: It's also National Help a Horse Day. Oh. Or, as I would rather celebrate it, Save a Horse.
1: And then what else?
2: Well, something about the Cowboys. Okay. It's also, let's see here, Denim Day Day.
1: That's every day.
2: But for whatever reason, like denim, like the double denim, denim on denim is coming back. It is. Like that was forever Mm -hmm. like this big fashion no-no.
1: Faux pas, you don't do that.
2: Yeah. And I have pictures of me doing denim on denim. Denim jackets, denim vests.
1: Well, you should probably post those today and everybody will think you've been cool the whole time.
2: Yeah, the problem is I had hair in those pictures. I'm not exactly sure if they'll fall for
1: that.
3: mm.
2: It's also National Pretzel Day today as well. Mm. All things you can celebrate. So as we go throughout the show this morning, I realized, and I guess I've never really come to grips with this. I have an anxiety issue when it comes to lunch. Hmm. Okay. What? I saw how you reacted to anxiety. What? No, you did this phase like, no. Okay. You have anxiety? (laughs) Okay.
1: Just add another one to the list. I see how this is going to be.
2: But it really was. And I started to process like this anxiety I have. And I'm going to walk through it with you today. You could be like our Dr. Dana Watson today. Sweet. If you want to play that role.
1: I have no education in that, but I'd love just to guess what's wrong with you.
2: Yeah, okay. We'll try that. Also, there's a retired couple who's feeding Arkansans who are tornado victims. It's a really sweet story. Get your high five today. Uh, Luke Combs is struggling with one thing as they prepare for baby number two. Uh, Dolly Parton, she's ready to go rock. <laughs> Tell you the latest on that. And... We're going to get you ready for a couple of big events happening this weekend, including the uh, Disc Golf World Tour Jonesboro Open.
1: It's a huge deal,
2: and Generations Pro Rodeo, Ooh, which yeah. is happening this weekend. We'll get you ready for all of that right here this morning with Arkansas's Morning Show with Brandon and Kelly.
0: Brandon Baxter in the morning.
2: Anyway, thanks for starting your day with us. Like the
0: truth
2: Here's Kelly. We were born. Kelly, on the roadways, y'all. Here she comes. <laughs> Born to
3: be wild.
2: Slow down, Kelly. We're about to die.
3: Brandon. to be wild.
2: Kelly, that was a kid you hit. That wasn't a speed bump. That was a kid. Okay.
1: Don't joke about that.
2: Kelly's the worst driver I've ever been in a vehicle Brandon, in.
1: that is not true. No, you know it. It's not true. i let you
2: drive us somewhere. And I've, I've said forever, like, you only have driven me one time ever. And that was the time we went to an event. And it was me, you, and David, the barrel boy, who unfortunately is no longer with us.
1: Um, <laughs> By and, the way, he's still alive. He's and, just not with
2: us he's not with us anymore yeah. it was very scary and then the other day i had to go somewhere we were doing something i guess it was arkansas state
1: and i was really trying to do oh, good you were terrible Branded. and i did do good because no. you make me nervous it's like driving with my dad when All he right. first started teaching me how to drive
2: well, he should have taught you better there's talk about how your driving your driving skills are pretty much inherited
1: oh gosh you
2: learn them from your parents oh. um, and they say here's what you learn from your parents okay Speeding, if you're fast, if you're a fast driver, more than likely you have a parent who is a fast driver. Uh, Road rage is something else that you learn from your parents. Uh, Drifting into other lanes is something you've seen them do. Or maybe sudden movements like cutting people off. Or if you can't parallel park, more than likely there's a pretty good chance your parents never understood that either. That
1: is so hilarious. My poor
2: kid. So, oh my gosh. Oh, I never even thought that that was going to yeah. be a trait that carries on. Mm-hmm. Hopefully he has another half that's better than this. Okay. Is he a good driver? I, yes. He's pretty good. Yes.
1: He's pretty, um, what's the word, cautious.
2: Is he like a grandpa driver at 20?
1: A little bit, and yeah. which is completely fine by me.
2: No, like one of the scariest things I think a parent can do is say, hey, here's the keys to a car. Go ahead and go somewhere. Yeah, I know. Like I can't imagine. And we're not that far from that anxiety yep. with Kai. I know like he's so ready to be able to drive. Mm-hmm. Do you think you got your uh, your poor driving from your parents?
1: 100%. My mom was a speed da- demon. Is a speed demon. And I remember at her retirement, she was retiring. She was a teacher and my son and I were in the parking lot about to go about to leave and all of a sudden we hear this car like go. And and Kurt turns around. He's like, "What was that?" And I was like, "My mom." She's just getting out of the parking lot. She's just ready to go home. It was her. It was her. And then with my dad, uh, he was more like he would follow the the rules and stuff, but... If you cut him off or if there's, I remember vividly, we were turning into my driveway in Fayetteville. And this kid who had just started driving that lived on our, like around the corner, Mm -hmm. almost sideswiped my dad as he was getting (laughs) the mail. And all we heard, I was in the car. My brother was in the car. My mom was in the front seat. And I hear, oh, and he just kind of gets in his car and he starts chasing him. And my mom's like, Ken, 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 slow down. This is not going to help. So she's yelling at him. And me and my brother are like, yeah dad let's go get him he went and he talked to the kid's parents
2: no he didn't nowadays he, did he probably would
1: have been killed uh, no, and right. all of us would have been killed right you can't do that uh, yeah so i don't inherit that part like i'm not going to chase you but um if you cut me off or if you're going i don't know 10 and a 55 uh-huh. you're going to get a look or a honk or something from me typically it's a what are you doing right
2: i'm afraid to do that <clears throat> i'm even afraid to do what are you doing Yeah, like back in the day, like people would hold up a fist. I remember the first time I ever drove with Leslie's dad who has a tendency to get fired up. Right. So we're in his truck and somebody and it was right past his house. Like they knew probably where he pulled out of and he started chasing them and he was raising his fingers at him.
1: See, As he's driving, he's like, hey,
2: and he's hoping they're looking in the mirror, and he's got his finger up. <laughs> and I'm like, who does that? <laughs> who shoots the finger at random people? Yeah, typically I'm not that person. I'm the,
1: what are you doing? And like holding my hand up in the air.
2: I'm just going to tell you, if somebody shot me the finger, I think I'd be fired up. You're going to chase them? I, no, i probably not do that. Okay. But you more than likely inherited your bad driving from your parents, so.
0: It's not my fault.
2: At least you have somebody to blame.
0: Brandon, Baxter in the morning.
2: All right, good morning, Arkansas. It's time to celebrate. It's time for an Arkansas's morning show.
1: High five. High five.
2: Hey, a big high five goes out today to Julie and Butch Bauer. They're from Indiana, but they're in Arkansas right now. They've been here for a minute because... They're volunteers. They've both uh, been married for like 57 years. They're both retired. So they volunteer for the American Red Cross. After the tornadoes uh, from March 31st of last month, they decided to travel to Arkansas. And they wanted uh, to feed people who were in need, which is really, really cool. They said they have a camper full of meat and vegetables and rolls and utensils. And basically they helped to box those up and then deliver those with the Red Cross Aww. to people in need. And they say they're going to continue to do this. They love to give back. and They don't plan on going home anytime soon. They want to continue to travel to these disaster areas mm-hmm. to provide that need for people in times of need. Mm-hmm. Which I think is really, really cool. How about this? The American Red Cross, since the tornado, has served more than 25,000 meals to tornado victims in Arkansas. Amazing. So it's really cool to see organizations like the Red Cross and people like Julian Butch step up. So here's to you, Julie and Butch Bauer. It's an Arkansas morning show, High Five. High Five. And today's High Five is powered by Wright Fiber from Ritter Communications. It's the right speed at the right price right now. And you can check the availability in your area when you go to WrightFiber.com.
0: Brandon Baxter in the morning.
2: All right, doing it big on a Wednesday morning. It is April the 26th, and y'all, as always, Kelly Perry. Well, she's got three words for you.
1: Good morning,
0: This is country music news on Arkansas's Morning Show with Brandon and Kelly.
2: We have country music news today on the icon herself, Dolly Parton. So Dolly Parton, she is getting set to do two really big things. She's hosting the ACM Awards with Garth Brooks, and she's also putting out a rock album. So if you remember, Dolly was uh, inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. At one point, she said she really wasn't sure she deserved to go into the Rock and Roll Hall. And they basically said, you're Dolly Parton, your music, you belong in. So Dolly is putting out a- an album, a whole rock album called Rockstar. And she recently appeared on Good Morning America talking to Michael Strahan about that. And she told us the title of the first single. Here's Dolly.
1: On this one, you know, we're, we're going to be celebrating them. But at the end of the show, I am, as you mentioned, going to get to debut my album. My, I mean, the first single off of my rock album. The rock album is called Rock Star. And we got a lot of wonderful, great celebrities, a lot of the older rock, uh, artists in addition to all these iconic, wonderful songs. But I wrote the one that I'm going to debut. It's kind of fitting to the times. It's called World on Fire. You know, the liar, liar, the world's on fire. What you going to
4: do when it all burns
2: down? (laughs) (laughs) So that's Dolly again. The ACM Awards happen on May the 11th. She'll be performing her new song, World on Fire. After that, there's some rumors about the people on the album. And and we don't know this for sure. No confirmation. But names we're hearing include Stevie Nicks, Steve Perry, the original lead singer of Journey. Uh, Miley Cyrus, Cher, Pink, Elton John, Stephen Tyler, Pat Benatar, Joan Jett. Even Paul McCartney is linked to this. Wow. So get ready for more Dolly coming soon.
1: We have country music news today on Luke Combs. So Luke and his wife Nicole are expecting their second son in September, and they may have been thinking it was going to be a little girl because recently Luke shared that they have a hundred girl names on the list, mm-hmm. but it's been really difficult coming up with boy names, and he kind of expects it to come down to the last minute like it did with their son Tex Lawrence. Uh, but I have a, a couple of ideas for names. Ooh,
2: you do? What do you have? Yeah, honey. Honey. Yeah. For a boy. Say the name. Honey.
1: Honey what?
3: Honeycomb.
1: <laughs> oh, that's. Or awful. maybe puffy.
2: Puffy No, you what? can't do Puffy Combs. I mean that's, that's Diddy.
1: But Tex is cute, so like they're gonna have to come up with something cool for the brother because they're gonna be brothers. So. Yeah,
2: I think about something like Haas. Hoss. Hoss.
1: Hoss, Tex G- and Haas.
2: That's a good one. That is kinda cute. So Haas. Anyway. What else is a good one? Billy.
1: Tex and Billy.
2: I think that's a good one. Billy like Billy the kid. Uh huh. You know Billy. Yeah, I, I get it. So Tex and Billy.
1: Luke does have a new single out. <laughs> It's called Love You Anyway. There's just some things that leave a man yeah. no choice.
3: Like a compass needle.
1: So good luck picking out that next baby name.
2: And country music news today on Carly Pearce.
1: So
3: Carly
2: Pearce put out a teaser last week about some big performance she was about to do. And come to find out it's true. She's performing the National Anthem at the Kentucky Derby.
1: Oh, that's cool. Which
2: for her is like a bucket list deal. She's a Kentucky girl. She says she's super excited about that. She's never had the chance to go, but being from Kentucky, it's definitely a really cool thing to be a part of. And she says she doesn't get nervous about the National Anthem. She says she's kind of a weirdo. She enjoys singing that song. Oh, she'll have to find a really cool hat, too. Yeah, she says she's going to have the hat, too. So it's Carly Pierce, the National Anthem at the Kentucky Derby, which happens on Saturday, May the 6th. And that's your country music news on Arkansas's Morning Show with Brandon and Kelly. Brandon Baxter in the morning. All right, the podcast is powered by Crumble Cookies in the shops at Hilltop in Jonesboro. I got a big old box of Crumble Cookies for my birthday when that big pink box (laughs) showed up. I was happy. My wife was happy. My son was happy. And guess what? Devoured, gone, 100%. We love Crumble Cookies.
1: And on the menu this week, a cookies and cream milkshake, a chili layered cookies and cream, landslide from the cookie to the frosting to the decorative mini cookie on top.
2: And what about this one, the buttermilk pancake cookie? Now, cookies for breakfast, it's a fluffy pancake cookie that they top with a smooth buttermilk glaze and a buttercream dollop on top.
1: How about the triple chocolate chip? Chocolate chips galore, a chocolate chip cookie packed with semi-sweet chunks, creamy white chips, and thick milk chocolate chips.
2: There's also a new one this week. It's the strawberry cupcake. This is a vanilla cupcake cookie with this heavenly swirl of strawberry cream cheese frosting decorated with white sprinkles.
1: This week, there's a mystery cookie. Is it one of your favorites or something you haven't tried yet? It's a mystery.
2: They also have the classic pink sugar. It's an all-time favorite, a vanilla sugar cookie that they top with that perfect pink swoop of real almond frosting.
1: And of course, the milk chocolate chip, the classic, you can't go wrong. It's soft and packed with milk chocolate chips.
2: You can check out Crumble Cookies in the shops at Hilltop in Jonesboro. You can download the Crumble Cookies app, or you can order online and save time. All you have to do is go to crumblecookies.com.
0: She's a walking, talking encyclopedia. It's Kelly Perry's Did You Know on Arkansas's
3: Morning Show.
1: Did you know TGI Fridays started as a bar in New York City in 1965? The guy who created it just wanted a place to meet women. Yes.
2: His name was Brandon. Hey, hang on. Huh? Hang on now. I can't do that. You told me I was married.
1: <laughs> I have to remind you, right? Did you know the TV it's show terrible. Charlie's Angels was originally going to be called The Alley Cats? Really? Yeah, I don't like that as much.
2: It doesn't really work uh-huh. as much. Yeah, that's
1: weird. And did you know Elvis Presley played 636 consecutive shows in Las Vegas over an eight-year period from 69 to 76? He played two shows per evening every day of the week. Each soul, each show sold out. Wow,
2: that's incredible. Mm-hmm. Go Elvis! But man. it's one for the money,
0: two for the show, three to get ready now. Go, can go, but don't you you on my, my blue suede shoe. Shoe. Well, you
5: can know anything. But over my blue suede shoe.
1: And if you didn't know, now you know.
2: Brandon Baxter in the morning. As I've gotten older, I've been uh, much more honest about anxiety. Mm-hmm. Because forever I thought that was weakness, right? Oh, I can't tell people I have anxiety.
1: Well, some, I, you probably really didn't know what it was either.
2: No, I think I have a better grip of what I'm dealing with now. But especially when I was 18 or 19, I've had mm-hmm. anxiety since. I mean, my first panic attack. I was probably eighteen years old, yep. right? And I still remember. I was driving, and it's like, "What's happening to me? I'm about to die."
3: Mm-hmm. Uh,
2: and then you have these different things. You're like, "Okay, I'll live through it, I guess." And then you realize it's anxiety, and it's nothing to be ashamed of. And if we can use, uh, you know, the show as a platform to tell people, "Hey, it's it's normal. We all have stuff." Yep. I like to do that, but I think I have a new anxiety. What is it? Um, and it's weird because I, I just now hit me that this is a deal yesterday. So we have this. Uh, have a meeting coming up, and I've been invited to be a part of a meeting uh, with the team from Roof Raiders, right? Okay. And it's not about meeting and hanging out with them. It was the setting in which the the person who works here was trying to put me in.
3: Mm.
2: And the setting was, hey, let's go do lunch. And I'm sitting here thinking, and I, I reflected on all of my lunch meetings and how they go. And typically, I'm uncomfortable at lunch meetings. Mm-hmm. And the reason I think I'm uncomfortable at lunch meetings is because I can't figure out the timing of when to eat. Right? Okay. Because, like, I feel like if I'm at a meeting, more than likely I'm supposed to kind of be, kind of help to stir the drink of the meeting. You know what I'm saying?
1: Nice.
2: I think I have to be that guy. And at that point, like if I just start going burr, 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 and I'm eating food, yeah. then it kind of causes an issue. And I reflected back on multiple different lunch meetings, even ones we've gone to together, where like typically if I have food on my plate, it's gone. Yes. But at lunch meetings, I can't finish food because I never can figure out the timing right. of when to eat it.
1: OK, I get that. And
2: then I start to worry about because every once in a while, if my, if my anxiety hits, I start to think, oh, my gosh, I'm having trouble swallowing my food. So the last thing I want is to be at lunch as the stirrer of the meeting, having an anxiety attack because I'm not sure if I can finish my food. And then I start to think about it, and anxiety is only quadrupled by the fact that when you get anxious and you try not to panic, you begin begin to panic even more.
1: Okay, I totally get that. But it's loaded for you, too, because – like I'm helping you out – because – you do have what is called, as we never know how to pronounce it, misophonia. Misophonia. Yeah, which is you cannot, there's certain sounds and like chewing and smacking and all of that and people talking with their mouths open. Yep. It is a torture for you. It's not, just an, it's not just an annoyance. It is a literal torture. I can see it, people who know you can see it on your face. I
3: don't
2: even try. Like I would rather that not be a thing. Like right. legit, I don't want that to be something that bothers me. It's like. I don't know, It just
1: for whatever reason, and I can't stop hearing it. That adds to your anxiety. Mm -hmm. And then you just worrying about if there's something in your teeth and you being vain enough, and I'm not, uh, me too, being vain enough to like, I hope there's something not in my teeth or am am I chewing with my mouth open? You're not even going to be able to finish a thought because you're worried about all the physical stuff that that you're worried about that gets on your nerves and it messes with you. So how in the world are you going to figure out what you want to order? How are you? I'm going to order something that's not very chewy, something that's easy to eat. Okay, problem solved. What? Go get coffee. Yeah, well, that wasn't what was presented
2: to me. I didn't get to present it. So then I changed the setting. I gave them options. I said, we can either go to a lunch meeting or we can meet a little bit earlier at the radio station in the studio where the lights are and everything. And I feel like I'm a little more in control.
1: This is this is your home plate right here. Yeah,
2: and yeah. I feel comfortable. And they, they chose that time. And I'm like, thank heavens.
1: But you know what? I think that's a real thing, though, especially for lunch meetings. Mm-hmm. If I've never heard the stir of that, what'd you say?
2: I stir the drink. I'm the one like if I'm, I'm at the meeting, that. if I'm at the meeting more than likely, I'm going to be the one that needs to kind of lead conversation. You
1: definitely do like to stir.
2: I like to stir it up. Uh-huh. That's what you I do. do. Uh-huh. Anyway, it's kind of interesting. Uh, Maybe other people have that. Maybe you've never really thought about it. Maybe you've never processed it.
1: Maybe you're going to start that with other people. Now other people are going to be thinking about it. and They're going to be like, great. Thanks, Brandon.
2: When do I take a bite? When do I breathe? Will this food (laughs) go down? All thoughts that go through my brain at lunch meetings. And thankfully, at this point, I'm at a point in my life where I can say, I don't do those. Huh. I'm going to start saying that. Okay. I don't do those. Uh Uh-uh. You have to meet me somewhere else, sucker.
1: Brandon.
4: I know this sounds crazy. Believe me, I know
1: it. It's crazy.
4: That sounds kind of crazy.
0: You must be crazy. And people are crazy.
1: A 62-year-old man in Pennsylvania named Cameron was pulled over for not stopping at an intersection where there was a stop sign. Police saw him and decided to see what his deal was. Well, they pulled him over and he was a mess. He failed a field sobriety tests and the officers discovered a half ounce of meth and a bag of another substance in his sock. What? He also had another narcotic-related item in one of his pants pockets. Mm. Well, Cameron insisted he was innocent. He said he didn't know how the drugs got into the sock and they weren't even his pants.
2: Oh, yeah. Come on, Cameron.
1: He didn't know whose pants they were. (laughs) Now, as compelling as his arguments were, uh, where Cameron was arrested and charged with multiple crimes Including possession of a controlled substance and DUI mm. Do you often not know whose pants you're wearing? Uh, sometimes I wonder whose pants
2: I'm in, yes Yeah,
1: well, speaking of wearing pants survey, A survey shows that 80% of women who wear yoga pants never do yoga Oh And 100% of men don't care You dang <laughs> <wrong>. <laughs> So dumb <laughs> And there's even more wow. proof that people are crazy. Brandon Baxter in the
0: morning.
2: And Kelly Perry, I have one question for you. Are you ready to celebrate some local people? Let's do it. Let's do the birthdays.
3: Happy birthday to you. Oh, happy yeah. birthday to you. Happy birthday. Yeah. Happy birthday. Happy birthday to you. Well, well, well.
2: Time for birthdays for today. Wednesday, April the 26th of 2023. Local birthdays, local celebrities, here we go. Happy birthday goes out out to Tyler Brown of Gosnell, who turns 11 years old today. Happy birthday, Tyler. Uh, Let's see here. Daryl Daniels of Paragould celebrates a birthday today. What about Ryan O'Donnell? Ryan O'Donnell Photography celebrating a birthday today. Hey, she's going to marry one of my friends, Corbin Richardson.
1: Oh. Okay, happy birthday, Ryan!
2: Good luck to them. I believe I am speaking at the wedding.
1: I don't believe you're spe- Did someone ask you to speak?
2: No, but I think I'm going to speak.
1: I don't. Oh, I've known Corbin since he was speak. a little kid. I'm going to speak. Okay,
2: good luck with that. You know Michael Scott did at Phyllis's wedding? Yeah, it was really awkward. Gonna-
1: Hello? I'm going to speak. Ryan, I've got your back. Ryan, happy birthday.
2: Also celebrating it today, Nicole Young of Momel is celebrating Nathan Hemby. Of Paragould has a birthday today. What about the star of The Price is Right, Rick McKinney? <laughs>
3: yeah.
2: Of Jonesboro, he celebrates. Uh, let's hear Jeff Brady in Pocahontas has a birthday. Rob Robinson of Jonesboro celebrates. And Ben Hamilton from Maumelle celebrates today as well. And if you have a birthday today, we say this, we say...
1: Happy, Happy birthday. birthday to
2: all y'all, and you celebrate with these celebrities.
1: Happy birthday to Channing Tatum. He's 43 today and is Magic Mike, and he's pretty magical. Who do you ever meet? Happy uh, everybody. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> Happy birthday to Melania Trump. She's 53 today, former first lady. Happy birthday to Tion T-Boz Watkins oh, from yeah. TLC. She's 53 today. Jason
3: oh, no,
2: to the rivers and the lakes that you T-Voz, celebrating a birthday today I don't want, I don't want no scrub A scrub I is a guy that can get no
3: love from me Bringing up the passenger side of his best friend Trying to, trying to holler
2: at T-Voz, 53
1: Happy birthday to Kevin James, he's 58 from The King of Queens, and Paul Blart, mall cop. How about that? Happy birthday to Carol Burnett, who is 90 today. Oh my gosh. Comedy what? legend.
2: Legit legend. Yeah. Man, one of the funniest women ever on television.
1: And then happy birthday today to Jay DeMarcus. He's 52, the bassist for Rascal Flatts. <laughs>
0: Jay DeMarcus. Wait,
3: baby, move. Right is. The right.
2: That's a good one. See if you know this
3: one.
2: So Jay DeMarcus of Rascal Flats celebrates today.
3: We dance to the wind My wish for you Is that this life becomes all that you wanted to your dreams stay big Your worry stay small You never need to
2: carry nothing Happy birthday to Jay DeMarcus Did you
3: stand or did you fall Build a bridge or build a wall Hide your love or give it all What did you
2: do That's a bunch of rascal flats right there, y'all
3: Come on. So I can act like my whole life ain't going wrong. There you go. Baby, come back to me. I swear I'll make it right. Oh, yeah. Don't make me spend another lonely night oh. praying for daylight.
2: Happy birthday goes out to my good friend, Jay DeMarcus, hmm. who turns 52 today. Happy birthday, Jay Hope you have a good
0: one. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the K-Fine Breakfast Club.
6: Hey, welcome back, everybody. Powered by Family Zinc. We'll get back to the show.
0: Now back to Brandon Baxter and Kelly Perry.
2: So we're joined this morning by Matt Palmer, who is a part of the rodeo at First National Bank Arena in Jonesboro this weekend. It's Generations Pro Rodeo. And Matt's on the phone with us this morning. Matt, how are you, man?
7: Man, I am good. It's a, It's a great morning and a great day to be alive. There you go.
2: So, uh, what's your morning been like so far? Is this uh, an early day for you, or is this a normal time? What's that look like?
7: Oh, it's kind of a kind of a typical morning. Just got the kids off to school and and uh, about to get the day started.
2: Generations Pro Rodeo is uh, in Jonesboro coming up this weekend and man it's been I don't know if it's been five or six years since we've had rodeo action in northeast Arkansas and I think this town is ready man for the show that you guys bring and as I've gone through and all the research I've done uh, this looks like it's going to be big time this weekend tell me uh tell me about Generations Pro Rodeo.
7: Man you're right it has been a minute since rodeo's been in Jonesboro and it, it's been a while since uh actually it might I don't think Jonesboro has ever seen anything like this. Where you know the rodeo that's coming to town is is a PRCA, meaning that the top professional rodeo cowboys and cowgirls in the industry are are going to be there, and not just anybody can get a PRCA card. And and uh, you you've got to apply for a permit, and once you get your proof of your permit, you have to win enough money to actually be be a card holder. Right. Uh, so so they're proven proven cowboys, and then the livestock. Um, you know, we're going to see bucking horses that have been to the rank of the national finals rodeo. We're going to see bulls that have been or on their way. Uh, so from the timed events to the rough stock, it, it's going to be outstanding. And we've got actually the PRCA Wilderness Circuit Finals entertainer, rodeo clown, whatever you want to call him, Dalton Morris. Uh, he'll be there oh, uh, wow. as well. So so it, it's from, from start to finish, from production to contestants to livestock, um, it's going to be outstanding. and. What a facility that Jonesboro's got to do this in. I mean, it, it, it's going to be outstanding. The weather's going to be a little cool, but the, the temperature's always going to be the same inside the, <laughs> inside the First National Bank arena.
2: No, we're excited about it because, and I'll be honest, I have a, I have a 13-year-old, and he's loved going to the rodeo since he was a little kid. You know, mm-hmm. Because for me, rodeo is one of those events that the entire family can enjoy. It doesn't matter if you have a three-year-old or if you have a 103-year-old. Everybody has some part of the rodeo they enjoy.
7: That's right. That's right. Six, sixteen, or sixty-six. It don't yeah. matter, does
2: it? Hey, what's your favorite part? Like, what's your favorite thing is as an announcer? What's your favorite thing to watch?
7: So, probably I'm going to be just like any rodeo fan. Probably the bull riding. Yeah.
2: <laughs> because the inherent danger is right there, right?
7: Yeah, it is. It is. And I, I like I like steer wrestling. I like I like a good you know good good barrel racer and a good barrel run. But there's nothing like bull riding.
2: So in a situation as an announcer, how close are you to the dirt during the bull riding?
7: So in in every venue it's different and I've not you know I've not been to to Jonesboro yet uh, okay. so I'm not really sure where they're going to put me but I've been I've been in the arena um and I've been outside the arena and I've been way upstairs where nobody can see me you know
2: <laughs> So it just kind of depends
8: um
7: Yeah
2: so have you ever had a close call in a situation with some of this livestock? Again, you know, the livestock gets here early and, and they're kind of, you know, put in their places. Have you ever had an instance where something was about to go awry and you were a tad bit concerned?
7: Oh yeah. Yeah. I mean I, I've seen rec I've seen wrecks that were prevented before they happened, but I knew, you know, nobody else knew. Right. Uh but, you know, you're like you know, you I knew and I was yeah, I've been nervous, yeah.
2: So in a situation like this where we have all these different events and people get there and we're going to get there early and I know that uh, you know you guys have added something kind of special at the end of it which is a concert with uh, Corey Jackson who's a great uh, regional and statewide performer. So not only when you buy a ticket to Generations Pro Rodeo not only are you getting the full rodeo experience you're also getting the post-show concert. Matt, for somebody who maybe maybe they haven't bought a ticket yet maybe they're on the fence and I know a lot of times like at this time of day there's going to be a lot of parents with their kids in the car. One last deal. How would you sell Generations Pro Rodeo to somebody who's never been to one of your rodeos?
7: Okay, so the Western Sporting Industry right now is thriving, and and from coast to coast, border to border, all over the U.S., these events are selling out. Mm-hmm. So, and and I'm asked a lot. I'm asked a lot. Why? You know, what what what? And, and we have kind of used the slogan "the fastest growing sport in America," but truly, right now, it is the largest sport in America and fastest growing. And if you would ask me why, here's my answer real quick and real simple. This is why everybody should come. It is because it is the only event in America that has always stayed near and dear to its roots. Mm-hmm. The American cowboy has not changed for 100 years. The men and women that you're going to see have been the same. And one of the things that, that rodeo brings to the table that a lot of sports don't is it's the true family American atmosphere. We still believe in the power of prayer. We still believe in the United States soldiers, and we know why we're here. So we take time out of every every uh, event. You know, we pray before we start. We thank the, the freedom fighters, the, the soldiers that give us the opportunity to be there. And then from then on, it's just friendly, family, fun. I mean, nonstop action from entertainment, livestock, cowboys, cowgirls. And it's truly Americans chasing their dreams. So that, in my eyes, there's not a sport like it.
2: Again, it happens this weekend. It's Saturday night, 7 o'clock at First National Bank Arena in Jonesboro. Now, the good news is, as we were going through the ticketing stuff a few minutes ago, there still are uh, some good seats available if you guys want to get those. But I do recommend getting those fast. You can get them at fnbarena.com. And it's truly a piece of Americana in Jonesboro this weekend. Rodeo is finally back. And, Matt, we look forward to meeting you this weekend, man. And
7: man, it's going to be fun. 7 p.m. April 29th, one night only. You don't want to miss it. All
0: right.
2: Thank you, Matt. Have a great day.
7: Thanks. See Ladies and
3: gentlemen, this is the
0: K-Fine Breakfast Club. Hey, welcome back, everybody. Powered by Family Zinch.
6: We'll get back to the show.
0: Now back to Brandon Baxter and Kelly Perry.
2: Feels like old times. We're joined in studio this morning by our buddy, Brad Peets. Brad, welcome Good morning. back. Well, thank you. Thank you. Hey, when I, you? when I sent you the text and said, hey, we had a spot come open. Uh, and I was really thinking I was going to be talking to you on the phone from Louisiana. Right. And then for you to say, hey, do you want me to come to the studio? I'm like, yeah. are you going to drive in for this, like from Louisiana?
3: <laughs>
5: I'll leave at 6 o'clock this morning. Be here at 7.05. Yeah. Let's go.
2: Man, you nailed it. Uh, no, but I mean, you, you never have lost your ties to Northeast Arkansas and to Jonesboro. And I guess it's all because
5: of disc golf. Well, that and a uh, 17-year-old senior at Nettleton. So, you, you know, um, those two things. Oh, yeah. yeah. So the kid does weigh into yeah, it a little weighs bit. into it a little. Yeah. How's that going? man it's going great he's uh he's doing good his last day of school is this friday so i mean it's how it feel oh wow well it's let's not old. get let's not yeah thank you okay
2: <laughs> so i bet he is so ready to get out of the place he's been staying isn't he isn't he so ready Yeah, that we
1: heard that he was really staying in a, a bad location
2: yeah well you know boy, it's a, a
1: beautiful day outside <laughs> it's, uh, no it's
3: but, not <laughs>
2: He's been roughing it for a few months. No, but it's kind of cool. So so for those of you who know Brad, you know, he's been involved in, you know, with Arkansas State and with uh, the arena and then with the city forever. And then all of a sudden he gets this great opportunity uh, back home in Louisiana. But it's weird at that point because, hey, you got a kid who wants
5: to finish school with the kids he's been in school with. Right, right. My oldest, he's a senior at Nettleton and they, you know, they've been in Nettleton since kindergarten. So yeah. he's Aww. got this entire group of kids that he just wanted to stay with and. You know, we were talking about him coming down doing his senior year in Louisiana and he's like, "Dad, I missed half my sophomore year cuz of COVID." Yeah. I last half my senior junior year because of COVID. He said, "If now if I lose my senior year, was, I'm like, Aww. okay. Good point, kid. Yeah. You know, let's go."
2: So But how weird has it been living as a as a, you know, distance in the family there with him being here and And you guys being elsewhere.
5: Well, um, you know, Peggy and Grayson, uh, those two stayed until Christmas break. So they were here. And and so it's it's just been since uh, Christmas break that he's been up here on his own. And uh, I guess getting ready for college a little bit. So, you, you know, that's the way we're looking at it.
2: Is there any truth to the fact that you really enjoyed your time alone in Louisiana?
1: <laughs> You're such an idiot. Look at his face. Welcome back, Brad. Like, thank why? you,
3: thank
5: this is, you. This
1: is why he was glad to leave. Yeah.
5: This is why we should have done this on the
2: phone <laughs> instead of in <the> studio.
3: <laughs> yep.
2: No. So, and uh, we, we, the reason we, I reached out to you is because you know we've talked about the Jonesboro Open forever, and I remember. This was like just an idea you had, and hey, do you think people would come out and watch people play disc golf because there's this tour? And and really, you've kind of been the guy in Northeast Arkansas educating people on just how big disc golf is.
5: yeah, well, yeah that's true. You, you know, it's it's kind of weird when we, when I got here 15, 16 years ago, there was only one course in town out of Craighead Forest Park. Mm-hmm. Uh, now we've got I think nine different courses with you know between here, Truman, and um, Paragould. I mean, it, it's it is growing. To, you know, like I thought it would. Uh, but the disc golf pro tour itself is growing. I mean, the very first year we had about fifty players here. Mm-hmm. And This year we've got a hundred and sixty professionals. Oh my from gosh! From thirty-seven different states and nine foreign countries. I think we got people here from Finland and Sweden and Switzerland and Czech or Czech Republic. Um, That's Canada. crazy! Yeah, it really is.
2: So when you look at this and you go to like Jonesboro A&P and you're like, hey, dude, we're going to bring people in literally from all over the world. That is a big deal for, for this community and revenue that comes into this market.
5: Yeah. And it's it's not just, you know, the tournament itself is three days, right? You know, Friday, Saturday and Sunday. Some of these people have been here for two and three weeks already. You know, if they didn't play in last week's tournament. What? You know, yeah. They'll Practicing. Practice rounds. Wow. Uh, folks from the Disc Golf Pro Tour have been here for three weeks, you know, getting the course oh set up gosh. and ready to go. So it it's not just 3 days of economic impact. People come to town for the entire week. Uh, you know, right now we've probably got 200 people in town right now, you know, for the tournament that starts on Friday. That's incredible. Yeah.
2: You know, and we can put together any any types of event that we want to put together, but legitimately I don't know of another event that's going to have that big of an impact as far as that many people who stay for that long like let's say that we're doing a concert right people come in they stay one night they go home absolutely they don't come and stay for weeks no no no
5: and not only that i mean they a lot of them you know they might stay for two nights you know make a weekend out of Mm -hmm. it right but yeah a whole week two weeks worth of uh, money being pumped into the economy is pretty cool the thing you loved about it as a kid was the fact that it didn't matter you know if
2: you were in great shape or not you could figure out how to play disc golf, right?
5: Right. anybody. Everybody throw, can play. Everybody can throw a frisbee. Exactly. exactly. And, and so that's it. Still stands true today. I mean, even though you've got these little, you know, elite athletes, and you know, I'd love for you guys to meet some of these guys who are the top players in the world. They're all six two, six three, six four, and I mean, they are, you know, they're strong guys, and they're young. you brought
2: some here before, yeah, and, and
5: we're like, what, yeah, and I mean, so these guys are, they're not. When you can take a Frisbee and throw it 80 miles per hour, there's a little bit of gift there, right? You know, it's not just – but going back to what you said, yes, anybody can play disc golf. You pick sure. up a Frisbee, you throw it, hey, let's go play disc golf. Well, it's fun for everybody in
2: the family, too, and you can challenge yourself, challenge your kids, all have fun. Right. But the Jonesboro Open, obviously, is about these professionals who come in. And, and for you, whenever you, you kind of pitch this to the world tour, right, you're like, hey, we have this, this city and this amazing course, the Disc Side of Heaven, and we want you to check it out. You didn't even know if they would even look at Jonesboro, and come to find out, it's going to be one of the better tour stops.
5: Yeah, yeah. Um, the 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 original owner, the original director of the Disc Golf Pro Tour, his name is Steve Dodge, and he, I mean, he took a legit uh, chance with me. Mm-hmm. You know, I was like, Steve, I've got, I've got the background. You know, working in college athletics. If I can host a Final Four, if I can run a Sugar Bowl right <laughs> i can do a frisbee golf tournament you know sure, let, right. let, let's go um and so now and sending pictures all kinds of pictures of the golf course and of the community and i was like i really think this will work here and he said okay let's try it one time yeah. and that was you know he announced it in 2016 our first tournament was in 2017 and we are one of i think only three that are still on the tour since 2017 yeah. because so many new courses so many new cities have come along Uh, But we're still one of the original from 2017. I remember after the first year, you came back in
2: for year two. We're like, hey, we got to make sure this sticks here. So we have to show that this community is going to support. And obviously, you've had a lot of support. This event now, multiple days and multiple different layers
5: to this tournament and what's going to be happening, right? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, You know, I've tried to expand it into a full week of activities for, you know, I'm trying to model it after PGA tournaments. Mm -hmm. and. 50, 60 years ago, PGA tournaments are nothing like they are now, right? Sure. And all of the different cities around the country who are hosting PGA tournaments, uh, they started putting uh, a charitable aspect to it. And and so once they did that, then local businesses were like, okay, I'm not just giving money to golf. I'm giving money to St. Jude or I'm giving money to the Ronald McDonald House. I'm giving money here or there. Mm -hmm. And so that's where the sponsorship money started pouring into the PGA. And then the PGA got on TV and then that's where the more corporations and more sponsorships and more commercials. And, uh, you know, that's why guys are making millions of dollars sure. now playing golf. Right. Right. Um, do I think we will get there in disc golf? Yeah, who knows? But I can tell you, tell you this, we are a lot further now, you know, in 2023, than I thought we would be, mm-hmm. it, you know, I knew from 2017 to now we would grow, but nothing like what I, the first year, we, there was like three guys who worked for the disc golf pro tour. I was at three. Mm-hmm. Now they've got like 35 full time right. employees. Wow. They, they got people all across the country. It, it, it's just amazing mm-hmm. to see the growth of the disc golf pro tour, the mm-hmm. disc golf network. I mean, there's a legit online network where you can be, you know, subscribe and you can watch all these events on TV. Um so it, it's just mind blowing to see what it's done in the last five or six years. So what's it look like on the different days? Friday,
2: Saturday, Sunday. What happens on Friday?
5: Um, Friday, I mean actually all three days um really kinda of are the same. We the very first tea time is seven thirty in the morning. Okay. And then we've got four players from seven thirty till three thirty. Every twelve minutes, boom, 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 boom. So I mean it's just a constant people teeing off every twelve minutes from seven thirty to three thirty. Uh, The round lasts about three hours, so around 6.30 we'll finish up. Uh, Friday night uh, is the Players Party at The Social. Uh, Saturday night is the Fly Mart at Play It Again Sports. Um, Those events are, you know, events that bring in the fans, bring in the the amateur players and that type of thing. Um, Just a good environment for them to have fun. Mm -hmm. Uh, The Fly Mart is where people can go and buy discs from people from all across the country. And players will be there signing autographs and that type of thing. So. Uh, yeah, it, it's it's a lot of stuff, and then Sunday around six thirty or so, we'll crown the seventh champion of the Jonesboro Open.
2: And it's open to the public. As far as if people want to get tickets, they can go and they can be a part of this uh,
5: by watching. Oh, absolutely, and that, that's what we need. I mean, you'd mentioned uh, where it's growing, and and I said different cities. I mean, heck, now we're competing with Las Vegas, Austin, Nashville, um, you know, Cincinnati. Uh, these large cities are part of the Disc Golf Pro Tour, and they're still small towns like you know, Jonesboro and Waco and, um, Des Moines, Iowa. And, sure. and, and those cities are seeing the big cities sell a thousand tickets to disc golf pro tour events. Wow. And we're sitting here looking like, um, hey, <laughs> come buy tickets yeah <laughs> you know come come be a part of it and, and so that's that's the neat part and that's what we need Jonesboro Northeast Arkansas to do is, is come out and support these guys these true athletes from all across the world who are in your town for a week yep you know come out and just if it's just one day just come watch for one day and I think you'll be amazed at what you see because it, it's something else to see somebody pick something up and throw it <clears throat> excuse me and throw it six hundred feet. Yes, crazy. I, I mean, that's no. We tried too. that. <laughs> yeah. It's not easy because I thought, oh, I've, I've worked out. I've lifted weights. There's so much skill to that that I would have never dreamed. Oh yeah, there's so much technique. You're exactly mm-hmm. right. And, and uh, again, it's it's these guys, these ladies. I mean, it's a God-given gift that mm-hmm. uh, they can just go. Out to, you know, I know how to throw a baseball. Sure, I can't throw a baseball ninety-five miles per right. hour, <laughs> but I know how to throw a baseball. Sure, you know, I, I know how to throw a disc, but I can't throw a disc eighty miles per hour. Sure, you know, it's just. It's just part of it.
2: Tickets are available right now at JonesboroOpen dot com. It happens at Disc Side of Heaven, which uh, is right behind Ridge Point, a beautiful spot. People brag on the course all the time. Again, Open dot com. You mentioned St Jude a few minutes ago. There is a component to St Jude, and when I saw the amount of money that you've been able to raise through this event, uh, that money going directly to St. Jude. I mean, that's a big thing that you guys have been able to contribute to that hospital.
5: Yeah, absolutely. You know, it, it's it's not millions and millions of dollars, but I think every do, little dollar helps, right? And, no, you and can so, brag on the amount because the amount's strong. <laughs> yeah. Well, mm-hmm. over the last two years, we've donated over $90,000 to St. Jude. I mean, oh. you don't need to be humble with that. I that's run. a lot of money. Yeah, man. And, and, you know, Fred and Susan Cathcart in town who did the Super Bowl extravaganza for yep. years and years and years, right? Um, things happened and the the extravaganza was no longer. We reached out to Fred and Susan. We're like, Hey, we've got an event that we're wanting to tie to a charity. Would you guys like to jump on board? And they were like, absolutely. So, you you know, a lot of that money is from Fred and Susan still doing their part. Sure. Uh, but the ticket sales, part of our ticket sales goes to St. Jude. Part of our sponsorship money that we bring in goes to St. Jude. So, uh, between what they're doing on their side and what we're doing on our side, yeah, over $90,000 the last couple of years. and In and, two years, Pete, come yeah, on now. Yeah, I mean, Don't be so bad. humble. I know, that's, that's pretty cool. You're helping and, people. And we would love to, uh, you know, people in the future this year, obviously it's a little late for sponsorships, but, you know, next year, when, when it gets that time again, we'd love for more people to jump on board and help us and uh, uh, raise a little bit of money for the sponsorships, raise a little bit of money for St. Jude and the tournament. And it, it's, you know, as they say, the – uh, tide rises all ships. So there you go.
2: It's Brad Peets in studio this morning from the Disc Golf Pro Tour and the Jonesboro Open. Again, find out more at jonesboroopen.com. And Brad, it's great
5: to see you, man. Yeah, man. This is fun. Thank you. All right.
0: Ladies and gentlemen, this is the K-Fine Breakfast Club. Hey, welcome
6: back, everybody. Powered by Family Zink. We'll get back to the show.
0: Now back to Brandon Baxter and Kelly Perry.
2: So we're joined this morning by Dr. Kim Pitcock from the Judd Hill Farmers Market, which opens up next weekend. Uh, hey, good morning. How you feeling today? Good morning. Doing, doing doing good. All right. So can we be fully transparent and let everybody know that you, like me, are battling a little bit of sinus or something?
6: Very true. Very true. When did it hit? In a few days.
2: Because for me, it like really hit me this morning.
6: I've probably been three or four days battling this. Mm. So I'm hoping I'm getting toward the end.
2: This morning, I was telling Kelly and everybody when we started the show this morning, I ended up with one of those random nosebleeds in the shower, and I started going to myself, oh my gosh, where am I bleeding from? And then I realized, oh, it's my allergies <laughs> and sinuses.
1: It hasn't stopped bleeding yet. No, it has Oh, geez,
6: <laughs> I'm glad I'm on the phone. <laughs> yeah. Exactly.
2: Yeah, this is a mess. Uh, so the Judd Hill Farmers Market is uh, set to open next weekend on Saturday, May the 6th. And Kim this is a this is a big deal because I mean this has become uh, you know such a part of Northeast Arkansas and you're about to open for your 17th year. What does that feel Correct.
6: Like? It's cool. 17 years. I'm one of the two co-founding members of this and it's it's just fabulous to see it have continued to grow and expand every year and um a lot of people start asking on Facebook when are you opening? When are you opening in January, you know? When will when will y'all be there? And so um next weekend.
2: So as a co-founder, tell me the initial vision. I mean, I'm sure it's it's grown immensely more than what you thought, but when you guys were, were starting out, what did you want this to be?
6: When it started out, we uh, a gentleman that I met, uh, one of our former deans actually kind of put us together because I had kind of mentioned, oh, I love farmer's markets. I grew up, my mother drugged me to farmer's markets and it was just cool. And he met a guy and a couple of days later and put us together and him and I started talking about it and there had been before. I, I'll say this is 17 years ago. Before that, like a little farmers market here, be on some corner for a month, and then they would move to another location for another month, and you could never find them. Right. And so, as large of a town as Jonesboro is, they needed something, you know, like this. So uh, we got together in like January of that year, and quickly grabbed two or three other people to help form a board that had experience in ag and kind of a lot of. Um, Knowledge about you know growers and different places and different things, and formed and got started in May that of that same year, mm-hmm. and we started at the same site that we're at. We lease property from ASU because it's a nonprofit group that actually runs this, right. and we were out there under these trees with some tents. <laughs> and, you know, how this long, big line. And it was so crazy that first year we were out there under those tents. It would rain on Wednesday, Thursday, or Friday. It never rained on Saturday. Ooh, nice. That field has never been plowed in probably 40 years. <laughs> it's as hard as a rock. And it was just perfect that first year. You know, it was just perfect. And to drive around that corner across from the main entrance of ASU and see these red tents all along the road was just cool. And it just worked.
2: So, well, and it's grown so much. Uh, as you drive by now, you realize, gosh, this is a place where you know in spring and summer something's happening there every weekend.
6: Right. Right. So, so for so we, people- we have we we actually do we still since the beginning we have done a count on how many people come through. It May not be hundred percent accurate, but mm-hmm. we do a count, and we're running about thirty three to thirty five thousand people. Oh wow! During our six months that we're open through there.
2: So for people who have never been to the Judd Hill Farmers Market, what all are you guys gonna have, uh, you know, this year when you guys open up on May the sixth?
6: Well, always this you know, first part of May. It's we like to have a lot of produce. You know, it's really tough in May to have a lot of produce, but mm-hmm. we, we'll start out with lettuce, onions, radishes, um, a lot of plant starch, you know, like the tomato starch, mm-hmm. uh, transplants and things like that. So that'll be probably the basis um Of the produce, we'll have quite a few bakers having all kinds of different items: chocolate chip cookies, Mm. cakes, breads, cinnamon rolls, things like that. (laughs) We'll have craft crafters have you know earrings, homemade everything has to be homemade, um, or at least partially homemade. You know enough that could be coming from that person or that entity. And we have honey, we have jams and jellies, a lot of things. We are one of the few farmers markets around. Uh, and I've toured many of them, in many other states, trying to get ideas to help build our market even better. We are one of the true farmers' markets that is home-made, home-produced, home-grown. Everything has to be a hundred percent. Otherwise, we don't do not allow that in our market. Most other markets I go to, you'll see. Oh, say, yeah, we're we're home-grown too. And I walk up in there, and there's Alaskan salmon. And I'm like, hmm, <laughs> Austin, Texas, Alaskan salmon. I don't think y'all are homemade, home homegrown. Yeah. And so so um uh, we but we, we have stuck to that and we're proud that we have as many vendors that participate that have that homegrown home produce ceal well,
2: I, I think for a lot of people when they if they've never been there they might think, oh it's fruits and vegetables and it, that's what it is, but it's so much more than just mm-hmm. that So if you're out uh, anytime from May through October on a Saturday morning you can stop by they're also open on Tuesdays uh, from June to August uh, right. so if people want to find out more and they want to follow you guys and see about uh, what you guys have going on in the events, where can they find more information?
6: We have our website and our Facebook is both Judd Hill Farmers Market. Uh, and follow us there. We have about 12,000 followers on Facebook Nice. and more information, you know, any more, any are, we're full on vendors right now for the beginning and the first little bit, mm-hmm. but if any other new vendors want to uh, apply, please apply. You can go on our website and all the applications and rules and regulations are, are on there.
2: It all opens up one week from Saturday. It's Saturday, May the 6th, the Jud Hill Farmers Market. And, uh, Dr. Pitt, Kim Pitcock joins us this morning on the K-Fine Breakfast Club, powered by Family Zinc. It's great to chat with you, and good luck next weekend.
6: Thank you. Thank you. 8 o'clock is when we start. There you go. Have a good day. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen. This is the
0: K Fine Breakfast Club. Hey, welcome back, everybody. Powered by Family Zinc.
6: We'll get back to the show
0: now. Back to Brandon Baxter and Kelly Perry.
2: We're joined in studio this morning for the first time in a long time by our buddy Jeff Moore from Jonesboro Animal Control. Hey, good morning. It's been a minute since you've showed up. A couple of days. What's what's the deal here?
0: Well, you know, have you I been guess busy? The COVID thing kind of knocked everybody back. And ever since then, everything's just been scattered. <laughs> it's been weird,
2: right? Well, and that's where whenever you and I had a discussion, I ran into Jeff the other night at Fort Cancer. He was one of the tastemakers, uh, one of the influencers who was a part of that. And, and we were talking about how let's get animal control back on the radio. We're having people back in studio. You know, for a long time, all of our contact with the outside world was done over the phone.
0: We hadn't seen each other mm face-to-face in a long time.
2: No, so when we saw each other and I didn't see you in uniform, I was like, wait a minute, I've only ever seen you in uniform. Is
1: that Jeff or his twin brother? Yeah.
2: So, uh, (laughs) first of all, thanks for helping with that event for the American Cancer Society.
0: It it was an honor to do it. Yeah,
2: it was a neat event, wasn't it? It was. It was well worth it. Yeah, so that turned out well. We also have Kaylee England in here who has come in for her very first radio appearance. Kaylee, how are you this morning?
1: I'm good. How are you? And she's um, scared to death of you. Why is she?
2: Kaylee, are let's, you scared?
1: No, let's pull, nervous. let's pull back the curtain yes. right before we go on the air. No. She's a first time radio person no. interview. And he's like, listen, I'm just going to point at you and you're going to go. <laughs> I'm like, Brandon, don't do that to people.
2: But I explained to her what I'm going to do is if I make you a little nervous before we talk and then you realize, oh my gosh, that's so easy. Yeah. All of a sudden, you have a brand new life, a brand new opportunity. So welcome in for the first time. Thank you. How long have you been with Animal Control?
9: Two and a half years.
2: Is there any truth that Larry Rogers gets on your nerves?
9: Absolutely. (laughs) (laughs) That was awesome. Absolutely.
0: Jeff, what do you say about that?
3: No Uh, comment. Me
0: and him pick at each other all
2: day
3: long. That's how
0: how we operate.
2: How long have you had to work with
0: him? Uh, We've been working together for almost 11 years now. Mm. So you're a trooper, aren't you? <laughs> no, we, we, we have a pretty good relationship, I guess, as far yeah. as we, we've got the same end goal. So. Which is to get animals adopted. Get animals adopted.
2: Yeah. So you guys let me know uh, with animal control. Again, Jonesboro Animal Control is is a great service for the city of Jonesboro because you guys go and help people when animals are out or when their animals get lost, you guys can go and find them and then post them and, and get animals reunited with their owners. But uh, one of the things that we hear a lot about is, you know, adoption and that sometimes animals are into Jonesboro Animal Control. Nobody claims them. And it's your job to basically let people know these animals are there. Uh, Kaylee, what do you like about your job at Animal Control?
9: Um, I get to photograph all the cute adoptable animals. So that's probably my favorite part. And then, um, I also get to find them amazing homes. So that's, that's probably my favorite part.
2: Have you always been an animal fan? Yes. See, I have too. I've had dogs my whole life. Yeah, me too. And there's something about the innocence of a dog. Like, uh, you know, you go home and, and my wife might be aggravated at me. My son might be aggravated, but guess who's never aggravated? The dog, Murphy Lee, Murphy Lee, who's the perfect angel. I also have two other ones, Charlie and Nash, but Murphy Lee is the perfect dog. Uh, Tell me about this dog. You guys have done a new deal where you have mascots and basically it's kind of like the animal control featured dog, right? Mm -hmm.
3: Uh,
2: The one that you guys have up right now, like as soon as I saw the photo, my initial reaction is, oh my gosh, he's adorable. (laughs) Or is it it a boy? Yeah, it's a boy. Yeah. Uh, What's his name?
9: His name's Brick.
2: How would you describe Brick? Because I have his picture oh pulled God. up here. Oh, my brick.
9: He's, yeah. <laughs> he, yeah, that's where he gets his name. Is he's a very small, compact, strong dog. Um, but he's so happy. He loves everyone he meets. He gets along with most dogs. And, I mean, look at that face. Y'all were saying
1: he re- he really likes kids, too, yes, right? Yes, he loves
9: kids. kids. He does? Yes.
2: Because, like, this dog, I don't know what, and maybe it's just the magic of Kaylee and the camera, this dog looks photogenic
9: like it's like yeah. you had
2: him posing you're like hey stay right there brick and we're gonna get a picture of him
9: and you can
1: see all of his muscles
2: he's really yeah. cute uh, what do you think he is what kind of dog do you think he is
9: we're calling him a pocket pity or a bulldog mix we're not a really pocket sure pocket pity yeah. that is
2: so cute which is what what's a pocket pity
9: they're like a small compact pit bull mix it's like honey i shrunk yeah. the kids but yeah, you shrunk I mean, the pit yeah. bull down
2: into a smaller pit bull, but a mix he looks Aww. really cute so he's available right now yes I would assume this dog has all kinds of people lined up. Is that is that the situation right now?
9: I wish, but no, no one's looked mm. at him yet. So
2: how long has he been there?
9: Uh, about since February.
2: Gosh, somebody adopt him today, <laughs> right? If people are looking for an animal, a new companion, uh, we we hear all the time: adopt, don't shop. There's all kinds of animals. Animal control. How can they go about finding out more about Brick?
9: They can call our office to set up an appointment. Um, they can ask for me. Uh, again, my name's Kaylee, and they I can talk to you about setting up an appointment, and I'll tell you all about Brick.
1: And if y'all will go to Jonesboro Animal Control on Facebook, she has taken the best pictures of, like, if you're looking for a dog, um, they've, they've got big breeds, small breeds, Aww, ma- like all different baby. kinds, females, males. Um, and even if you're looking for a specific breed, I'm seeing some of those as well.
2: No, and that, that's the deal. I mean, you can find mixes, and there looks like you know purebred animals, they get picked up, and, mm-hmm. and for whatever reason, a dog gets out and nobody goes to claim mm-hmm. it. Like, these were people's animals at some point, and these dogs just want a home to go to. And they don't understand what's happening.
9: Right. Yeah.
2: No. That, that gets emotional, doesn't it? You <laughs> yes, get it attached does. to them. Absolutely. So if I were to say, tell me, other than Brick, because I think I want to go get Brick today or somebody <laughs> needs to beat me to it. Mm-hmm. Uh, is there, is it like if I wanted a big massive dog, like some huge dog, y'all have a big huge dog out there?
9: Yeah, actually we do. I took his pictures yesterday. He's just not posted yet. Um, what, what is he? What's he look like? He's like a great Pyrenees mix. Um, oh, so white? I'm, yeah, he's white oh. with black spots. He's very cute. He's giant? He's 80 pounds. Nice. And go. he's still very young. So. Yeah, he's still a puppy. Yeah. An eighty pound puppy. Yeah, He's still a puppy. Wow. So for me, I like
2: the I like those massive, you know, whoa 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 type dogs. What if I wanted some, you know, little lap dog?
9: Oh, we have plenty of those too. Because
2: I think about you know, there's some sometimes you know somebody needs a companion in their home mm-hmm. or mm-hmm. or something like that. So if people want to find out more about all the animals available at Animal Control, uh, you can go to Jonesboro Animal Con- Control on Facebook because I mean, you guys post stuff all the time, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and then, how easy is the adoption process if somebody wants to come in? How does that
0: work?
9: Uh, it's pretty simple. You call, schedule the appointment, you come and meet the dog. And if you think it's a match, we'll sign the paperwork that day and you can take them home that day.
2: That's sweet. Mm. Somebody needs to go get Brick.
9: Yes, they do. <laughs>
2: do you know who's going to be your next mascot? Because I'm going to get Brick adopted in the next couple of days.
9: I really don't yet. I wait to talk to my coworkers about it and see who they want to promote. And yeah. we go from there.
2: Again, Jonesboro Animal Control on Facebook. If you guys want to find your next best friend, you see these little innocent eyes, and I'm going to tell you, you're going to fall in love mm-hmm. with these dogs. And I can tell when Kelly loses uh, her focus and uh, looks um, at the animals. And
1: what am I looking at? Dogs. Yeah. No, I, no, I can tell. There, I can
2: see in her eyes. There's a She lights up different when she's looking at animals. She,
1: yeah, the, the photos are awesome. Like, they really are. Thank you.
2: Jeff, it's good to see you in studio this morning. It's good to see you, brother. I had not seen you in person but, in so long. Well, since the other night. But, oh, well, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but before that. Yeah, they, you were working. Uh, yeah. Jeff, he hasn't Jeff, it's changed. What I, it's what I do. I work all the time, Jeff. He's still starting stuff, Jeff. Jeff, I'm not starting stuff. <laughs> anyway, uh, great to see you again. And Kaylee, thanks for coming in. Thank you for having me. That wasn't nearly as painful as you feared, was no,
9: it? No, it wasn't. It wasn't.
0: <laughs> What'd I tell you? Right there. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, this is the K-Fine Breakfast Club. Hey,
6: welcome back, everybody. Powered by Family Inc. We'll get back to the show.
0: Now back to Brandon Baxter and Kelly Perry.
2: We are joined this morning by the man you need. Me? He is Dr. Kevin Reed. From Vet Care. He is man's best friend. He is our best friend, and he is the veterinarian of choice of Arkansas' morning show with Brandon and Kelly. Dr. Kevin Reed from Vet Care on Parker Road in Jonesboro, back with Wet Nose Wednesday. Doc, what do you have for us today to make us so much smarter about our pets?
4: Well, this was kind of interesting. You know, the American Veterinary Medical Association and the American Psychiatric Association joined forces together just last month in March to just kind of have an initiative to call attention to the mental health benefits of having a pet. Mm -hmm. And, you know, studies have long shown that interacting with our pets or animals can decrease our levels of cortisol, which is a stress hormone. They reduce loneliness, increase our feelings of of comfort and social support. You know, and they can serve as a bridge for social interactions. They help us be more active and Mm -hmm. reduce our work-related stress. So these two organizations had a little Twitter chat about this, and it was under the hashtag pause P-A-W-S, for mental health. And,
6: and um,
4: you know, the campaign kind of encouraged us as pet owners to take a break, get up, stretch, share a picture of our pet with a, an explanation of how they posit- positively impact our mental health. Right. And um, some of the things that came out of it were pretty interesting. One one recent American psychiatric poll, nearly ninety percent of pet owners said their pets uh positively impact their mental health. Yeah. And um, you know, they're a great source of affection, love, and loyalty. And uh, you know, we're always looking ways to strengthen our bonds with our pets. They're naturally a great great listeners and confidants. Brandon, I'm sure you tell Murphy Lee things that you would never tell Leslie. So All the you time. know they're wow. <laughs> Um, And their companionship does provide, you know, social and emotional support, uh, just sometimes simply by creating connections with other people or just being present in our lives. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we we can build that bond with our pets by learning about animal behavior so we can accurately assess their body language and their likes and dislikes. Right. And. You know our pets definitely thrive uh, with consistency and feel safe when we remain calm. Right. So it, it's a kind of a two-way street. You know they help us stay calm. We help them stay calm. Um, and you know there's been numerous studies where they aid with treatment of diagnosed mental health issues. And and for a lot of people, uh, you know their pet really has a large role in helping to manage their health. Um, You know, and that's, you see all these service animals that people have for various conditions. Um, You know, they provide us some structure and a sense of purpose, uh, emotional connection that may not feel safe with other humans outside our our families. Um, It can reduce feelings of isolation due to a stigma, and they help distract a person from symptoms of illness. You know, it's uh, you can feel terrible and look over at your pet and uh, it's wagging its tail or rubbing up against you. And, mm-hmm. you know, it's it's kind of uh, comforting to know that um, that they can uh, have such an important impact on our lives. And, you know, I'm sure y'all do. I do. You know, anybody that has a job probably at times struggles with burnout. Yep. And, you know, we need to check in with each other. In ourselves, and, and take a break, and find activities like playing with your pet that kind of help, kind of reset our, uh, reset us, and reduce our stress and anxiety. Yep. and it's um, you know goes along with you know good sleep habits, nutrition, exercise, and of course social connection. And it's just you know important to um, you know utilize our pets as a as a sounding board. And uh, you know if you're having a bad day, you know take time out to interact with your pet. Take your dog for a walk, you know, play with the laser pointer with your cat, you know, just do things that that make you feel better. And, you know, it's going to make our pets feel better, too. I think about
2: it. I I just had this thought last week thinking about, you know, Murphy or whatever, like how dependent our dogs are and our cats, too, but even more so dogs, how dependent they are on the owner. Right. Like, because when we leave, they don't sit around and watch TV. They don't play video games. They don't sing along to their favorite music. They literally just wait for us to get home.
4: Yeah, I, you know, I left this morning about an hour ago, and as one of my dogs was on the sofa, and the other one was on the chair next to it. They were just kind of sitting there with their sad brown eyes, like, um, what are we supposed to do until you get back? So, yeah, you know, it's not like they're walking around and, you know, checking out things in the house. You know, the majority of the time when we're gone from home, they're they're pretty much just laying around and sleeping most of the time. So you know it's important to give them that mental stimulation as well as um you know physical exercise when any time you can when you're when you're around them
2: i think that's why they get so excited when we finally do get back home is because they've just sat there and waited and waited and waited and you know sometimes when we get in we're busy we're carrying the groceries ah oh, the dogs in the way blah 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 but literally they just want to give you love when you walk in
4: Oh. That's exactly right. You know, thinking back when my children were younger, I don't ever remember them jumping up and down and <laughs> hugging me and running over to me when I got home from work. But, you know, the dogs were always doing that. <laughs> so it kind of made me feel good. It feel bad in one sense, but better in another sense. So, yeah, it's, it's you know, I can't imagine our lives without without testing
2: them. Yeah. Great stuff right there from the man you need. Yay. He is Dr. Kevin Reed. He is man's best friend. He is our best friend, and he is the veterinarian of choice of Arkansas's morning show with Brandon and Kelly. It's Dr. Kevin Reed from Vet Care, our personal vet, vet-care.com, and on Facebook. When you search Care Jonesboro and Dr. Reed, we appreciate you and your time and the care you give to our pets, and we'll talk to you next Wednesday for another Wet Nose Wednesday.
4: I always enjoy talking to you, and Kelly, I'll sum this up for you. Don't sweat the petty stuff and don't pet the sweaty stuff.
2: There you go.
3: Deal. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Dr. Kevin Reed from vet care on the K fine breakfast club. We'll see you, man.
0: Bye-bye. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the K fine breakfast club. Hey,
6: welcome back. Everybody powered by
0: family. We'll
6: get back to the show.
0: Now back to Brandon Baxter and Kelly Perry.
2: So we're joined this morning by Jonathan Rhodes, who is in Cherokee village and getting set up for the Arkansas pie festival happening this weekend. And Jonathan and I just now realized that basically, Jonathan, we're family friends, and we didn't even know it.
8: Well, that's Arkansas, so you know <laughs> we're all we're all connected in some ways. But yeah, we uh, we I'm excited to hear about your connection to Cherokee Village.
2: Yeah, so I, I've always said uh, so. My wife Leslie, her grandparents uh, Lewis and Myra Preston lived in Hardy forever. And we're a big part of the Hardy scene and the downtown Hardy experience. So anytime I would get to go up to visit their house, when they live there, we would always go through Cherokee village. Right. And I always told my wife, I want to live here one day. I will move to Cherokee village.
8: And Brandon, I told you, you just come on anytime. So we're ready for
2: (laughs) it. I always say whenever we talk about Cherokee and I hope, uh, I hope you like the place I'm about to mention. Um, But as we go up the, as we go up the mountain, right. There was the the Lakeside Diner right there, right?
8: Yep. Oh yeah.
2: Is that is it Carol's?
8: Oh yeah, Carol's Lakeview. Uh, Lakeview. Patrick, who's the owner and operator. Um, you know, we eat there probably three four times a, a week. Uh, uh, but Patrick's one of our our bakers uh, for the pie festival. Oh. He's always a great community supporter, and uh, yeah, that's a place you got to stop for breakfast. You got to stop for lunch and dinner.
3: All right, can
2: I? I want to mention, and you can tell Patrick we talked about this on the radio, and he can he can actually give me one of these the next time I'm up there. Their peanut butter pie is absolutely the greatest peanut butter <laughs> pie I've ever tried in my life.
8: Yes, it is. It's very good. Yeah. No the the problem is he's got that uh, case of all these great pies <laughs> yeah. that you're looking at while you're eating. The problem is deciding what you're going to get.
2: No. Yeah. I've had, I've had great experiences up there. So it, it's kind of funny to segue from that peanut butter pie to a pie festival in Cherokee village. And it's happening this weekend for people who haven't had the chance to travel to Cherokee, to be a part of this, what's this experience like?
8: So we started the Arkansas pie festival in, in 2019. Um, it's hard to believe that there was no such thing in Arkansas. I mean, as much As Arkansans and Southerners love pie. There was no festival in the state that just celebrated pie. So we started it here. A friend of mine, um, uh, a judge down in in, uh, Little Rock, Sean Johnson, a college friend of mine, had the idea. We started it, and uh, this is our third year. We're building it up to be a great statewide food festival. Um, The first call that we made was to Cat Robinson. You know, Cat is an author, a food writer, traveler all across the state. She has literally written the books on, and I say books because there's many of them, uh, on Arkansas pies. So we teamed up with Kat right out the gate, and uh, she's our co-chair for the festival. And um, we're on the hunt every year for the best pies in Arkansas. So we invite bakers, youth bakers, home chefs, and professional commercial bakers to enter pies and compete. And uh, it's a lot of fun.
2: So is there still an opportunity, Jonathan, for people to, to get in? Let's say that somebody is hearing about this for the first time and they're like, man, I have the best pie. Uh can they bring that up this weekend or is that gonna have to be next year?
8: No, they they can still register. So there's two ways to do that. They can go online, AR Pie Festival or Arkansas com. You can register online and you can do that up until the morning of. And um it's very easy. You you submit two pies one that goes to judging and the, and the one that goes to the charity auction. So it's the same pie, but just two of them. And uh, you can register online or you can show up the morning of. We we do pie check-in from 7 to 9, and then at 9 o'clock we cut it off because that's when the festival starts. And um, we also have some folks who can't make it here, but we've got judges and, and some of our, our pie volunteers from across the state who are picking up some pies on the way in mm-hmm. uh, to, to hand deliver them. So lots of ways to, to to join in,
2: and again, it's just when you get to Cherokee, it's just beautiful mm-hmm. up there. So it's going to be you know a beautiful spring weekend. We have the idea that the pie festival is happening. So the hours of the festival you mentioned nine o'clock. How late in the day can we still be a part of the pie festival?
8: So we're going to kick off at eight thirty with the pie day five k. So for those people who are worried about calories. You can start off by running and walking in the 5K. All right. You can earn your you can earn your right to to eat as much pie as you want. So that kicks off at 8:30. The festival opens at nine, and we will end at three o'clock. And so we've got a full schedule. Uh, live music starts at nine o'clock. The food truck uh, food trucks will be there at nine o'clock. Kids zone opens, um, and pie tasting begins at nine, and we'll run that all the way till. We do the award ceremony at the end of the day, and it ends at 3 o'clock.
2: Man, you're selling me on this. Mm -hmm. Like, this sounds like it's going to be a bunch of fun.
8: Yeah. I mean, if you don't like pie, and I haven't met anybody who doesn't (laughs) like pie, then, I mean, that's the only reason not to come if you don't like pie. But even if you don't like pie, there's still live music. There's still pie-eating contests. There's still uh, things to buy. We have a pie shop. We have a pie auction. We have – this year, we've introduced a pet parade, so we've got the oh. cutie pie pet parade. So we're inviting folks to bring their dogs out that are well behaved on a leash, and they're gonna we're gonna have a parade of dogs, and then also have a dog eating uh, dog uh, pie eating contest. And um, one of the big things that we're excited about this year is that we have teamed up with the World Food Championship, which is an international food competition in Dallas. And we have bought a golden ticket, which is an automatic entry into the World Food Championship. So our winner of the whole festival this year will get an automatic spot this fall in Dallas to compete in the dessert category for the World Food Championship.
2: Wow, that's incredible. So again, it's the Arkansas Pie Festival. It happens in Cherokee Village coming up on Saturday. It's more than just eating pies, though. There's all kinds of other fun stuff and uh jonathan you did a heck of a job selling us and and so many people on why we should come up for this uh when we're in cherokee what's the location what's the best way to tell people to get there
8: so you come down to the town center that's the best way to tell you so the town center is the heart of the community it's it's right there where the waterfall is that comes off one of our seven lakes Mm -hmm. it's a beautiful setting so uh you you come in highway 62 and take highway 175 down into the village. It takes four minutes off the four lane mm-hmm. to come down in the village. And when you're down here, you feel like you're in a, another world. So, um, we got lakes and river and golf courses, and it's just a beautiful setting in the Ozark foothills.
2: Jonathan, you give me a house up there.
8: Hey, anytime, <laughs> come up, stay, stay for the weekend and, and rent and just play and have a good time. But eventually, you know, we got to, we got to find you a spot for, for permanent. You know? There you go, man.
2: That's my goal. Jonathan Rhodes joins us this morning. You did a great job, man, and best of luck this weekend.
8: We appreciate you all so much. See you at the Pie store. All right, see you, man.
0: Brandon Baxter in the morning.
2: Hey, don't forget there's a podcast of this show. You guys can check it out. All you have to do is search. Arkansas's morning show with Brandon and Kelly, wherever you get podcasts. Included on today's show, we get you set for the Arkansas Pie Festival. We get you set for Generations Pro Rodeo. Mm -hmm. The return of Jonesboro Animal Control. Uh, Kevin Reed talks about the value of our pets with mental health. Mm -hmm. We also talk about uh, the Judd Hill Farmers Market, which is about to be opening again soon. The Jonesboro Open. Brad Peets showed up in studio this morning. And I realized I have lunch meeting anxiety. Mm -hmm. And uh, maybe you guys have this as well, but I struggle at lunch meetings and we detail that. Uh, Find out more. Just search Arkansas's Morning Show with Brandon and Kelly wherever you get podcasts. And Kelly Perry, what's on TV tonight?
1: There's a two-hour special, Carol Burnett, 90 Years of Laughter and Love, coming on NBC tonight, so I look forward to that. Mm -hmm. The Masked Singer, uh, Winona Judd, Between Hell and Hallelujah on Paramount+. Plus. Also on tonight, The Flash, Survivor, Riverdale, Farmer Wants a Wife, True Lies, and A Million Little Things.
2: Hope you guys have a great day,
3: and we'll talk to you back here tomorrow morning on Arkansas's Morning Show.